Welcome to the Abide Daily Podcast from Ecclesi of the Church in Salt Lake City, a time led by our pastors and others in our church to abide in God through prayer, reflection, and the reading of His Word together. Hey, this is Courtney, and thanks for joining us today. As we begin our prayer and reading today, let's start off by taking a moment to pause, be still, and be aware of God's presence. Let's take a moment to share with the Lord where we're at, what we're thinking and feeling, as well as thank Him for all He's done, is doing, and will do. A prayer for endurance. Almighty God, whose most dear Son went not up to joy, but first he suffered pain, and entered not into glory before he was crucified, mercifully grant that we, walking in the way of the cross, may find it none other than the way of life and peace. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. Lord, as I read your words in scripture, I ask, Holy Spirit, that you lead me and give me understanding. Lord, I ask that you would draw near and meet with me and lead me in your kingdom today. Isaiah 18 through 20. Woe to the land of whirring wings along the rivers of Cush, which sends envoys by sea in papyrus boats over the water. Go, swift messengers, to a people tall and smooth-skinned, to a people feared far and wide, an aggressive nation of strange speech, whose land is divided by rivers. All you people of the world, you who live on the earth, when a banner is raised on the mountains, you will see it, and when a trumpet sounds, you will hear it. This is what the Lord says to me. I will remain quiet and will look on from my dwelling place, like shimmering heat in the sunshine, like a cloud of dew in the heat of harvest. For before the harvest, when the blossom is gone and the flower becomes a ripening grape, he will cut off the shoots with pruning knives and cut down and take away the spreading branches. They will all be left to the mountain birds of prey and to the wild animals. The birds will feed on them all summer, the wild animals all winter. At that time, gifts will be brought to the Lord Almighty from a people tall and smooth-skinned, from a people feared far and wide, an aggressive nation of strange speech, whose land is divided by rivers. The gifts will be brought to Mount Zion, the place of the name of the Lord Almighty. A prophecy against Egypt. 
See, the Lord rides on a swift cloud and is coming to Egypt. The idols of Egypt tremble before him, and the hearts of the Egyptians melt with fear. I will stir up Egyptian against Egyptian, brother will fight against brother, neighbor against neighbor, city against city, kingdom against kingdom. The Egyptians will lose heart and I will bring their plans to nothing. They will consult the idols and the spirits of the dead, the mediums and the spiritists. I will hand the Egyptians over to the power of a cruel master and a fierce king will rule over them, declares the Lord, the Lord Almighty. The waters of the river will dry up and the riverbed will be parched and dry. The canals will sink. The streams of Egypt will dwindle and dry up. The reeds and rushes will wither, also the plants along the Nile at the mouth of the river. Every sown field along the Nile will become parched, will blow away and be no more. The fishermen will groan and lament. All who cast hooks into the Nile, those who throw nets on the water will pine away. Those who work with cone flax will despair. The weavers of fine linen will lose hope. The workers in cloth will be dejected and all the wage earners will be sick at heart. The officials of Zoan are nothing but fools. The wise counselors of Pharaoh give senseless advice. How can you say to Pharaoh, I am one of the wise men, a disciple of the ancient kings? Where are your wise men now? Let them show you and make known that the Lord Almighty has planned against Egypt. The officials of Zoan have become fools. The leaders of Memphis are deceived. The cornerstones of her peoples have led Egypt astray. The Lord has poured out into them a spirit of dizziness. They make Egypt stagger in all that she does, as a drunkard staggers around in his vomit. There is nothing Egypt can do, head or tail, palm branch or reed. In that day the Egyptians will become weaklings. They will shudder with fear at the uplifted hand that the Lord Almighty raises against them. And the land of Judah will bring terror to the Egyptians. Everyone to whom Judah is mentioned will be terrified because of what the Lord Almighty is planning against them. In that day, five cities in Egypt will speak the language of Canaan and swear allegiance to the Lord Almighty. One of them will be called the City of the Sun. In that day, there will be an altar to the Lord in the heart of Egypt and a monument to the Lord at its border. It will be a sign and witness to the Lord Almighty in the land of Egypt. When they cry out to the Lord because of their oppressors, he will send them a savior and defender, and he will rescue them. So the Lord will make himself known to the Egyptians, and in that day they will acknowledge the Lord. They will worship with sacrifices and grain offerings. They will make vows to the Lord and keep them. The Lord will strike Egypt with a plague. He will strike them and heal them. They will turn to the Lord, and he will respond to their pleas and heal them. In that day, there will be a highway from Egypt to Assyria. The Assyrians will go to Egypt and the Egyptians to Assyria. The Egyptians and Assyrians will worship together. In that day, Israel will be the third, along with Egypt and Assyria, a blessing on the earth. The Lord Almighty will bless them, saying, Blessed be Egypt my people, Assyria my handiwork, and Israel my inheritance. In the year that the supreme commander sent by Sargon king of Assyria came to Ashdod and attacked and captured it, at that time the Lord spoke through Isaiah son of Amos. He said to him, Take off the sackcloth from your body and sandals from your feet. And he did so, going around, stripped and barefoot. Then the Lord said, 
just as my servant Isaiah has gone stripped and barefoot for three years as a sign and portent against Egypt and Cush, so the king of Assyria will lead away stripped and barefoot the Egyptian captives and Cushite exiles, young and old with buttocks bared, to Egypt's shame. Those who trusted in Cush and boasted in Egypt will be dismayed and put to shame. In that day, the people who live on the coast will say, See what has happened to those we relied on, those we fled to for help and deliverance from the king of Assyria. How then can we escape? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As I read this scripture, what really sticks out to me is the picture of God's holiness, how he's in complete control of everything the Egyptians rely on, whether that be the Nile or wise counsel or these idols that um, God makes tremble. And in verse 22, when they're kind of confronted with his holiness, where it says, the Lord will strike Egypt with a plague. He will strike them and heal them. They will turn to the Lord and he will respond to their pleas and heal them. So just seeing that God's holiness isn't for nothing that the Egyptians would suffer this way to bring them closer to God and I thought about times in my life when I have seen God's holiness and the situation I actually thought of um, was not a sad one but actually a really amazing testament to God's holiness. And it was when I was moving from Rhode Island to Milwaukee, Wisconsin for my first job. And I was asking God what he wanted for me in Wisconsin. I had never been there. I didn't know anybody there. So, and the answers I got back were marriage group and ministry classes. And mind you, I was single at the time, still am single. So didn't know what was going on there. And then I had never done anything of ministry. So I kind of just wrote them down and moved on with life, moved to Milwaukee. And that first weekend I found a church and I went and a woman ended up talking to me after service. And just on a whim, I asked her about marriage group and ministry classes. And she said that her and her husband were leading both of them and they were starting in January. So I hadn't missed anything because I was there in October and I ended up participating in both of those and still participate in the ministry classes, even though I moved to Utah. And it just reminded me how holy God is that he orchestrated that small moment that was so, could be so inconsequential to a lot of people. It was just a conversation, but it really was an answer to prayer and just a show of how in control God really was in my life that people I had never met from a completely different state um, could really be so such an important part of my faith journey. And so my question for you today is when is a time you saw God's holiness in a situation, whether it be good or bad, and what was your reaction to it?
Lord, I pray that you continue to reveal your holiness to us in every situation, whether it be a really horrible situation, a really tough situation, um, or even a celebratory situation, a really happy situation that through these moments you show us who you are and how you're bringing us closer to you through that moment. I pray as we go forward to the end of the year and then beginning a new year that you continue to show us your holiness and everything that's going on in the good times and the bad, Lord. Through our lives and by our prayers, may your kingdom come. Amen.